podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the, the Match Reaction Show on Talking Cop. Getting used to this new talent. It's me, Chris Brack. It's him, Kev. It's him, Matt. How are we all doing, gents? Very good. <laughs> Very good. good. Relieved, relieved. So it finished Liverpool 2, Everton nil in quite a lacklustre Liverpool performance. But quite frankly, you win the derby. So who cares? I believe Kev, that's now our 99th win against our Blue Blebron, which is always nice. And Alisson has now kept a, a equal to a new record, I believe. It's a, it's four clean sheet in a row against Everton, which is the first time that's happened since Ray Clemson in the 70s, who went on to keep nine. So, you know, long way to go, but still. Yeah. So let's kick off then. Lineups, Matt. What were your thoughts of the lineups? Um, any sort of surprise here? Anyone? Anyone you thought would start didn't start? No, I mean I think it was a pretty straightforward one. Really, the only question marks were: Would we see the lesser spotted Endo coming in into midfield? But I think that three of uh, Sabasly, McAllister, and Gravenberch. I think that's what kind of everybody wanted to see. It's certainly what I wanted to see, and that's what we got. The Matip Kanate question. I think once Kanate's back fit and firing, it's him and Virgil, every match that's important for us. And, and to me, the only one, uh, and because I went with it in my fantasy, I thought Darwin would get the nod to start the game. Coming off of that performance he had for Uruguay, you know, first uh, first victory over Brazil in pretty much Darwin's entire lifetime. You know, he was all over the place. I don't know if you saw the highlights from uh, from that Uruguay-Brazil game, but Darwin looked lively. So I thought, I thought Jurgen would just let him go. Uh, and he did not, but I thought Jada did well. So I mean, yeah, that's that's a strong that's a strong eleven. The bench, a little weaker, understandably. Kev, you okay with the lineup? Yeah, it was kind of the lineup that I picked out the other night. Apart from Ibu, I thought Joel Matip would have kept his place. To be honest, he's, yeah, he's that. done nothing. He's done nothing to to not keep his place, and we'll get onto that later on. But yeah, look, it's it's a nice it's a nice option to have. Um, I didn't think that Darwin would start. I just thought the way the game was going to play out, the you're not going to get much space to play in behind. The fact that um, Diaz, I honestly thought that Diaz and Darwin would share the ninety, and what you'd have seen is maybe on the hour Darwin coming on, Jota going out to the left, and Diaz just giving the thirty minutes off, but. The circumstances dictated yeah, changes. That's good. That's good. I, think, I think it's Mr. Canal sort of influence. Yeah, that, which we, we will come. Yeah, look, but I, I was I looked at that eleven and I thought that's well good enough. There's enough quality in that side to comfortably deal with these lot. Well, we you thought know, that. I was, very, then, I was really relaxed. Well, we thought that, Matt, and within a minute, if we're being honest, Calvert Lewin just score. It's a great cross. He gets up ahead of Virgil. To me, I think he needs to do better with that. I, I know it's early in the game, like, but. That feels like roles reversed. If that's Darwin doing that, we're all going, that should be a goal. Or at least working to keep it. It was quite, you know, quite a soft start, but a bit, bit of a wake-up call and let-up for Liverpool, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, having them get a shot on goal within 36 seconds of the match starting is a bit, you know, that's uh, especially when you're getting up at 7.30 in the morning. I was definitely awake uh, by the time that happened, but it wasn't It wasn't like it was a free header or anything like that. Like, it wasn't a, a on-a-plate opportunity like, say, Cunha's chance uh, when we played Wolves after the last international break. Virgil was there challenging with him, put him under enough pressure. It looked like Virgil just went up a little bit too early and didn't win the header. 
Calvert Lewin, we know he's good in the air, but I mean, it's what happens when you got the best goalie in the world that it looks like absolute regulation save. And then that was their only shot on target for the whole game. They got their first shot on 36 seconds and then they didn't test Allison for the rest of the 98 minutes. I mean, I'll be honest, mate, up until halfway through the second half, he felt a bit like that as well. Um, but Kev, so that's the half built in. We start to see, you know, flashes from the likes of Gravenberg. She's thinking, oh, I, can, I can't see by and let him go because, you know, he, he linked well. There was a lot of nice interchange where quite often you saw sometimes McAllister in the sixth, then you saw Sobsly in the sixth, and McAllister went more on the right side of midfield. So it's got quite a lot of interchange. Trent first off was very, very central. That was deliberately a ploy, which I assume was to over, overrun their midfield. And to be fair, with his passing range, it was doing well. But I thought we covered not having him at right back a lot better than we have done in the past. Yeah, look, I, I just looked at the way after that first chance, and Dominic Cavalloon should score 100%. That was just a brilliant leap. He, he timed it well. He was coming onto the ball. He should have headed that ball back where it came from and buried it. It was an, it was an awful miss, to be honest. Um, and we made them pay for it eventually, but it was one of those games, it was one of those first halves that uh, was almost threatening to break out into a decent game. We were never not in control of it. Um, we always looked lively on the counter, couldn't get the final pass right. And I think a lot of that is down to almost like you know, in boxing, you call it ring rust. It was just they haven't played together for a while. And this is a, a new midfield, different yeah. forward line, they're still learning. How to release the ball, when to release the ball, where to release the ball on these counters, but they have to work on it because we could have had four or five in that first half with and we didn't work Pickford anywhere near enough. I thought while we dominated the ball, we didn't do anywhere near enough. The only chance that we had, the only shot on target that we had in the first half was uh McAllister's shot from about 56 yards that was just a bullet and it just didn't move. And I think that was the problem with the shot. Normally yeah. you see shots like that coming from that far out. They move in the air. This one didn't. It was gun barrel straight. And it was right at Pickford. Pickford spilled it. Yeah. You know, but it was like, it was, yeah. But it, it was one of those that while we were dominating the ball, I felt we just didn't do enough with it. We weren't threatening enough. And, you know, it, it's something that we need. We I thought we started well. You know, I mean, in all fairness, if you look at the previous games that we've had this season, we've been lackluster in in the first 20 minutes. We've been off of it, off the pace. I thought we started really well, despite giving up probably the best chance of the game, you know, in in the first 36 seconds. We we played really well in the first half without the end product. So I was kind of relaxed that um, it would come. But everything changed. Uh, I mean... Do you think Dice's tactics played into our hands? Because I'm so used to Derby's Anfield where Everton park the bus, don't leave the half, celebrate corner, corner and looks to do a smashing grab. Nothing wrong with that because, you know, it has worked for them you know, to get draws and all that. But Once. It, play, it played into our, uh, our mm -hmm. hands. The amount of times we could hit them on the counter, the amount of times we had a four on two or, you know, a four on three. And I think that's the frustration of the, of the entire game was uh, Diaz, Jota, and Salah between the three of them were just crap, absolute yeah. crap. God, Mike, does this make up for the heartbreak of the women's? No, it doesn't. No, I'm still <laughs> raging. I'm still absolutely <laughs> raging over that. So, 
Um, I'm not sure when I'll get over that, to be honest. Uh, I don't get on the Derby defeat very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, because let's talk, Matt, we'll talk about Ashley Young because well, we had a half. So he puts in an absolute, give him his credit, as much as we can criticise Diaz for the time he took, a goal-saving block on Diaz from the counter. Yeah. It's a brilliant block. You know, and you're thinking like, yeah, that's what Ashley Young does at fullback. I mean, I was surprised he started at right back, to be fair. I thought he was going to be the left back to cover Mo because he's normally done okay against Mo. But then we have the two yellows. So I'll give my opinion. I'll let you guys think yours. The first yellow is he sticks his leg out. It's yellow. Sometimes you get him, sometimes you don't. I hate this bollocks that, oh, it's a derby. Like, it's a foul, it's a foul. The second yellow to me is just like Jotters against Tottenham. Is you're on a yellow. Why throw in a dickhead tackle like that? It just looks ridiculous. So, you know, I didn't get the controversy. They were going on and on about it. To me, they were just two standard yellows by an experienced player who lost his head and maybe hoped he'd get away with the second yellow. How did you guys see it? Yeah, I mean, I uh, it was a bit heart and mouth just because of our recent dealings with the uh, members of the PGMOL. When I saw the second, I mean, the first one's just a yellow card. I mean, it's a standard yellow card. To be fair, because I know some of the Everton fans, I was uh, reading a bit of their subreddit at halftime. They were a little upset that Simicast, for instance, hadn't picked up a yellow card. He probably deserved one for yeah, yeah. some persistent fouling throughout the first half. So that's maybe Pawson dropped the ball there. The first one was just a straight yellow card. And then on the second one, Pawson delays. And it was like, he, he has to go. I am screaming at the TV. Like, it, he's got to go. That's just a yellow card. And I think it's really, really clever play by Luis Diaz because he gets his body in front. He gets his right foot on the ground. He establishes position over the ball. And Ashley Young, by this point, is already sliding in for the tackle. I I don't see how there can be any debate about it. I've got the reddest tinted glasses on possible. I'll happily raise my hand and admit that I am biased for it. I, I would be fuming if the shoe was on the other foot just because we've had far too many red cards this season. But that's one, much like Jada's, where you just have to go, what are you doing? Like, especially a player that's got 38 years experience in the Premier League, like Ashley Young, like he just, he has to know better. So no, no, uh, no debate over that one. It was just the the wait for Pawson to produce the inevitable second yellow. Kev, did you think he was going to produce a second yellow? Yeah, I, I, I just thought he, and he did it a few times in the game where he gave himself a second to mm-hmm. make decisions, be it for free kicks or for bookings. Um, the first one, whenever you give a fall away like that, where you stick a lazy leg out, preventing a, co- uh, a counter-attack, you're going to get booked for that all day long, every day of the week. And Luis Suarez made a living out of getting players booked by doing exactly what Luis Diaz did, by getting his body between him and the ball to attract the foul and to take the hit. You know exactly what he was doing. It was excellent wing play. And Ashley Young is a brain-dead idiot for for falling for it. He was going nowhere. All he had to do was hold his ground. At worst, you're going to give away a corner. But you're on a booking. You have to know better. And it was it was ridiculous. But at the end of the day, I didn't think them going down to 10 mattered. Because it just meant that they were going to be less effective. You know, they, were, they weren't going to have that option of going long and maybe having a two-on-two. Uh, at the back, but you know, in their favor, um, I just thought they're still going to be, they're still going to put eight men behind the ball, and you're just going to lessen their threat going forward. But defensively, it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference to how they were shaping up to play the game. They were still going to be there to say, you know, break us down if you can. 
you know so the fact that it was it was a red card i don't think mattered too much in the way that they approached the game they were they were as negative and defensive before the red card as they were after the red card it's just that the longer the game goes on at nil nil the more the more they're the more dry they're getting to to throw themselves in front of tackles there was another incident in the uh, second half where cuz you texted me about it Tarkovsky gave away a really cynical foul just on the edge of the box and he didn't get a yellow. Yeah. And to be fair, I I can see why he... Because the argument is, why didn't he get a yellow when Ashley Young got two of them for different... Similar. Similar, similar. I, I thought it was because he's, he's stopping getting the shot off. Not He's not yeah. last man or anything like that, but it, it's goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah, it's one of the. I I just think it's one of those. If it's if it's given, fine, you take it and you get on with you get on with the game. If it's not given, I don't think you're humming in hand because of where the ball is on the pitch, where the foul is, and it was a genuine attempt to play the ball. He just got done, so I wasn't too too worried about it. In fairness, I thought Paulson had a decent game, but we'll get to the other incident yeah. in the game um, later. I have a I have a question for you, Matt. Uh, Kev, you stay quiet because you know the answer to this. Yes, sir. Um, so, Andrew Beasley, Liverpool statistician, said Ash, Ashley Young gets sent off for two yellow cards against Liverpool in the league. Is the first opposition player to be sent off in the league for two yellow, two yellow cards since who? I uh, probably Dixie Dean. Uh, no, I do know the answer to this. It's, you do know uh, it. Sadio Mane for Southampton in what 2017 or something like that. 2015 is the last time an opposition player was sent off with two yellows against Liverpool. That's mental, isn't it? You know, eight years is that? It, it's yeah. mad when you I think am, about how I how am, much of games we dominate the ball. When you think about when you think about how much how much of the games that we played on the club do we dominate the ball? Do we attract fouls? The players get booked against us. It's me, it's a mental stat that it's never. That it, it's never led to a second yellow. It's it's unbelievable, really, when you think about it. You know, it's, it's different. It, it's yeah, it's exactly. So easy, it's so easy to get a yellow now. I mean, of course, we've yeah. seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's we've funny. been on both ends of it now, in fairness. You yeah. know, we've been on both ends of it. But oh. it goes in nil-nil at half time, and I'm sat there like, we ain't doing enough here. You know, while we're yeah. dominating the ball, we're controlling the game, and... We're, there's some players that are looking for the Hollywood ball and Hollywood shot was doing my head. Yeah, and it's like you Pickford had the lick to do apart from one save in the first half, you know, and and booted long. That was it. You know, I thought we're gonna have to pick this up here in the second half. You know, I, I just I you know, I always felt that there was a goal in it that there was going to be a chance that would come, but at nil nil in these type of games against any side. We're down to ten men. We, you know, we've had enough experience of it this season, where you can still make yourself really defensively solid and tough to break down. And if they were, if they felt any kind of injustice in that yellow, in that sending off, it it makes it that much harder. And it looked like we just weren't on it. We weren't at the races at all. Thor has just got some breaking news for us. Uh, breaking news is now Liverpool one, Everton nil. The PGML have confirmed that Mo Salah was offside, and Canati is now going to get a ban. So, you know, that's all, that's all talking cheek, but you know what? I had to go and check Twitter just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Golding is saying, am I like talking about Supercast? No, I haven't ventured it, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, he probably yeah. deserves, I think he probably deserves a mention. Right because it, I thought he was I mean, right it just, I know, but it just feels like so, 
so many times where we were trying to build the play up, the ball would go to Simicast and the move would just sputter to an end. And it didn't really matter because I thought I thought our defense played well in the first half. I thought the midfield looked very lively. I thought McAllister looked much better compared to the last time coming back after the international break. And I, I mean, Graven Birch and Sabasly, their ball control in the middle of the park is just outstanding. But our attackers were so poor. And at halftime, there wasn't even a question to me at the half so far man of the match was Mikalenko because he put Mo Salah in his pocket. He played so well against Mo Salah, like a couple of really, really good tackles. And like, I mean, a difference between the Everton fullbacks between Ashley Young, you know, he had his one good tackle that he made, but then gets himself sent off and Mikalenko dealt really well with Salah. I thought. Yeah. I mean, as I thought Onana was really good for them defensively. I thought, you know, he's what we need. Uh, you can record this. Uh, to be fair to Simicast, which is a phrase you probably never hear me say, I always felt that every time we got the attack, the ball to him in the attack, we kept playing it behind him. So he had to cut it on his right foot. And he's always got to cut it back because that's not his... He, he's just not right. He hasn't, but to be fair, neither's Andy Robbo. Andy Robbo's not got a right foot. I never, I never felt we were really putting um, many chances where he can step across and whip across it, which is, if you've got to play to his strengths, it's set pieces or give him enough space so he can whip his crossing. And to be fair, every time we pass the ball to him, it was slow or it was behind him. And, you know, he, he can't do what... If it was Trent, it's fine, because Trent can do it in either foot. But, you know, there aren't many players like Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, <laughs> to be fair to Simicast, I actually don't think it helped. It. I mean, a few people say he's barely played in 90 minutes in three years. Well, he hasn't, but he's a professional footballer. So, you know, he still knows what he's doing. And He plays plenty of on Greece. And um, also, that's partly he... on him to get himself in the squad, push himself. But... Uh, to be fair to, to I thought he was all right first off. Yeah, he was fine. It, it, and that, that was the problem. That was the problem. Nobody decided to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and say, mm. look, here, I'm I'm gonna do something. I was just counting counting them up there. In the first half, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We had seven shots from outside the box, and four of them were like well outside. You know, and I mean that trip one. At the edge of the box, we volleys it. I mean, the Arvin goal of the season that goes in it. Yeah. But we did it too many times. And that's quite easy to defend against after a while. Yeah, it, it was it was just one of those things that I wanted Costas to overlap Diaz. When even when it was eleven v eleven, just overlap him, go around him, get the ball, put something in the box. Joss is very good at finding space. He's very good at being in the right place at the right time, and he's good in the air. And we just didn't get he got a couple of crosses in, a couple of decent crosses, but it's something we never did. We never did it enough. And you know, I mean, it is what it is. We go in halftime nil-nil. And it's uh, I was did you did you think that Klopp should have made any changes at halftime? Or would you have made any changes at halftime mm-hmm. given the fact that we were against 10 men? Or would you say left it as it was for 10, 15 minutes and see how we manage it? Matt, what would you have done? Uh, I personally, at halftime, I wanted to see Darwin come on for Alexis McAllister and us go to some form of 4-2-4 or 4-4-2 because it just seemed pretty obvious that Everton's only way of posing any threat to us was going to be lumping the ball forward to either Calvert-Lewin or when the inevitable change and Beto came onto the pitch. And I just thought putting Gravenberge and uh, Sabaslai at the base of the midfield together with their height and their aerial ability would be better than McAllister because... As much as he's, you know, struggling, growing into that number six position, he can't get taller. 
Like he's just, he's not going to get better aerially. So I thought that would be the thing to do. And I was just excited to see Darwin again, because he was in my FPL team. And I, I figured he would be, I figured he would be good for a goal, but it just seemed like at halftime, we've got the man advantage. Let's put the foot on the throat. Let's come out and let's just crush him, crush him. But surprisingly to no one, no changes at halftime for Liverpool. We don't really do it though as well, Kevin. I suppose the only thing is, is it down for weight because maybe he's looking at someone like a Graven Birch going, well, he hasn't got, who's got 90 minutes in the legs? And maybe Graven Birch was going, well, he's probably still not quite ready because obviously he's barely in the pre-season. He's saying, I'm going to have to take Graven Birch off soon anyway. So I want to give him 10 minutes to see what he can do. Uh, but I'll be honest, Kev, the first 15 minutes was, I think the technical term is dog shit, where nothing happened. It was just like, this is horrific. This is worse than the first half. Uh, I thought it was... No. I just thought we were slow. It was pedestrian. You're going, I don't see what's coming here. I, I was screaming at the 10 minutes. Probably like that. Get Darwin on. Um, and if I'm honest, I just think the sub, which I openly admit wasn't expected, was probably the best sub of the game, which was Harvey Elliott. Yeah. It, to me, Harvey coming on made the most sense of life. I didn't think we were dog shit, let's be honest. I thought we were... I thought we were dominant without being penetrative. And that's what that's Harvey said. Elliott... Yeah. Harvey Elliott gives you that. And you're bringing him on to work in the spaces. As soon as they went to a back five, there was three in the middle of the park. So that's where the space is between the right centre-back and the wing-back and the left centre-back and the left wing-back. The space is in front of them. So you can draw them out and make space in behind. Someone like Harvey Elliott is very good at that. And I thought, well, I, it was the exact substitution that was needed at the time because you needed someone to make space. And when he came out, I thought his touch was brilliant. He was getting the ball, looking for others, bringing, bringing people into it. And he, he upped the pace. He made us move the ball that little bit faster. And I was just, I was happy to see him. I was happy to see Darwin come on as well. But it was, I was more impressed with uh, with Harvey and how he played and how he changed the game because he he did he changed the way that we were we were playing and how we attacked the game and the weird thing was we were I was looking at it and you said it to me who's playing at left back and it's like Diaz <laughs> Diaz the new left back tell you it's the future <laughs> who needs who needs full who needs fullbacks fullbacks are overrated anyway should we move our all of ours into the middle of the park anyway the funny thing was Kev uh, me and Kevin mentioned it I said. Is that Diaz left back then? And he went, no, we've gone to a back three. And I messaged him, I said, we've definitely got to a back three. I said, I said, Trent's playing right wing. So we've just got to a back two. I've gone, ah, two at the back. Worry, two at the back and we'll be we'll be right. You know, and yep. let's be let's be honest. We take our red tits and glasses off. We got away with one, a big one today. I think Ibu Canati is a very, very lucky boy. First yellow is a silly yellow. You know, he doesn't need to foul in there. You know, you can let him turn and go after him. And the second one that's probably quite similar to Ashley Young first is lazy leg, tries to pull out, doesn't. If it rolls reverse, that's against us. We're called a blue murder for that. Fed the Blues, I think, have the right to be quite annoyed with that. Uh, I think that's where... I think that's the point we've been trying to make for a while about the... the, uh, the Bar and the officials is it's a lack of consistency because to be fair, it's either both go off or both stay in the yellow. What do you think? 
I mean, I don't think it's comparable to compare Ashley Young's second yellow card with the Ibukanate potential second yellow card. I, I think mean, there's levels. His, his first yellow, Young's first yellow and Ibu's non-second yellow, I think are very similar fouls. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. Seeing the replay of it, it's like a slight arm-to-arm contact. It's not like he's pulling him down. It's not a totally egregious foul. That's the sort of foul that you see not given as a yellow card throughout the game. I think Tarkovsky's foul on the edge of the box was mm. far more of a foul than that was. You know, denying a shooting opportunity from the edge of the attacking box on a yellow card, not a yellow card. So they could, I mean, if we're having this, you know, theoretical conversation, they should have been down to nine men. And then we go down to 10 men mm. and we still got a man advantage. So it's all this and that. I didn't think it was, I mean, obviously the Blues are going to be booing their heads off and keeping Apple awake all night complaining about this. I don't think it was that much of a howler from the referee. They're going to be upset, rightly so. We would be, again, if the shoe was on the other foot, we would all be screaming bloody murder. But that's what happens in a football match. I just don't think, I don't think this is one that uh, Howard Webb is going to need to drive down to Goodison and give an apology for. Like, it's just, that's the sort of foul that you see not given all the time. Rodri's made a career off of it. Fernandinho made a career off of it. I don't know. Kev, how do you see it? You, you actually ran the Twitter poll. Uh, sorry, not Twitter, X, whatever it's called. Now. You ran the poll on X. I don't know what to call the X. Yeah. Um, yeah. 59% of people who follow uh, uh, Talking Cop said it was a second yellow and he should have gone. And I don't know what the fuck the other the other forty one percent were drinking because that's as straight that that's as that was a dictionary definition of a yellow card. You prevented a counter attack. You knew exactly what you were doing. You were in a bad position. It was borderline stupid what he did, and he got away with it. And the set you can tell a mile away that he got nice, away nice. with it because because Klopp hooked him. Within a minute, he was straight off down, you know, go and sit down, grab your coat, sit down, have a drink, relax, watch the end of the game, and let Joe Mantle come on and see it out. Which is also if, a combination of good management, mate, and brilliant needle. Because also, it's a short yeah, dash. Yeah. We, know, we know as well, mate, we're going to take him off now. Mate, we know. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if that was against us, I'd be going to my local electrical shop this afternoon to buy a new TV because I had a horse to remote control through it. After a season we've had, we've had so far, it was he was should definitely have seen a second yellow. He should definitely have been sent off. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. He got he absolutely got away with one. I just think down the line there'll be payback for this one, where he will pick up a booking for something that's never booking in a million years. The referees tend to have a way about that, but I think Paulson got that one badly wrong. And I think it was playing on Paulson's mind how many times we've been done badly by referees. Possibly, and yeah. I think that he just thought, uh, 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 no, I'm not going to be the guy who does this. And no. Nah. Sorry, that he got away with one. We got away with one. We take our take our little bit of luck. Clap hooks him straight away. And I thought Joel Matic, when he came on, was outstanding. Yeah, so he was brilliant. absolutely because he would never have expected to have to come on if if that foul doesn't happen, that substitution Joel. doesn't happen. Ibu Kanate stays on and does the ninety. You know, so Joel, that's that's twice now that he's yeah. that's happened to him, isn't it? He's had to come on 
yeah. uh, coming in early game, early now. Uh, well, than expected. Yeah. Uh, Sam oh, Tandy's, I think Sam Tandy's oh, as well for his Kev, which is um, uh, Klopp's got his tactics right, second half, in my opinion. <laughs> Overload and left hand side of the yeah. pitch with Diaz and Jota and Nuno centrally. To be fair, the manager subs made the difference again. And we've all been critical of Klopp's substitutions over the last mm-hmm. year or so because sometimes they've been a bit odd or haven't quite worked out. Or, But look, with two subs he brings on, Elliot makes the game quicker, Darwin gets an assist. He hooks a centre-back straight away who you think's about to get sent off. Then the, the, third, the fourth one's just a sensible sub, which is, well, 1-0 up, I'm going to put a proper defender on now and I'm going to take the winger from full-back. But... Gotta get the manager credit again because he's he's done really he's yeah. the game done really well for us. Yeah, he got he got it right. Um again, as you look, he's he's got more of these right wrong this season, I'd say, than any other time in his Liverpool career. Something that's always been leveled at him about his changes, he either leaves it too late or he gets he he's he's very I think people are under the impression Klopp is this adventurous manager who like throws goes out for another. He's not. He's a very conservative manager. Who like is is risk averse when things are going with him? That if you're dominating the ball, he'll trust the players who are on the pitch to do something up until the point where the medical staff or someone else intervenes and says, "Yeah, you can only play X player for X long." Mm-hmm. But I think he's he's come away from that this season, where he's not afraid to make changes on the hour and give players enough time to come into a game. Thought he was he was really good. Um, I mean, maybe that's the that he made. Maybe, like you said, Kev, maybe that's the reason he's also got the options to do it now, which maybe last mm. year you were looking at who you bring on going, oh, he's not really better than what we've got, really. You know, what yeah. we're going to do. You know, maybe that also helps. Uh, I remember this is about Gakpo, which we I think mm. we're all hoping to be on the bench, which shows how far off he was. I mean, fingers crossed, hopefully he's fit to lose, maybe. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Be. Qu- question, question for Kev, who uh, who thought yeah. that the Ev were absolutely robbed of a man being sent off. Did you yeah. think the foul by Patterson on Diaz was a penalty? Because I did. Yeah, I did actually. Uh, I and there was another one. There was another one as well. The the one where Onana goes flying over over the top ropes. Um, I thought mm. that the fact that he went in over the barrier distracted from. Back to, How out of control he was! Yeah, he. he I, I, I honestly thought he fouled. He, yeah, I thought that was more of a penalty than the other one. But I, I definitely see the shouts for, for the um, for that for the one that for the Onana one. I mean, luckily enough, that you know, just as well he was okay because that could have gone, that could have gone sideways. You know, concrete is very unforgiving, and uh, he's a big boy. He actually, in fair, in fairness to Everton. He played really well today. He's he, good because yeah, because he didn't start last week. The last their last game, he was on the bench. I thought he was probably arguably their best player with Braithwaite. Uh, what's his name? That centre back, the big, the big six foot five yard. Braithwaite. Um, yeah, is it Braithwaite? I think it's Braithwaite. Yeah, Braithwaite. Yeah. Oh, Braithwaite. Braithwaite. Sorry, yeah. That's it. But yeah, I, I just look. I thought yeah, that they could have given another one, definitely, if not two. But the one that they did give. It's the most I, obvious, it's most obvious it, pen you've seen all season. What's he doing? What yeah. is he doing? Like sticking his arm out there. It, it's like he almost said, Here, there's my arm. If can you hit it? It's like, Yeah, I can. What? Yeah, I, I don't get it. What goes through a defender's head in this day and age 
with video assistant replay with VAR. And why? Why do it? I just thought it was the most, it was ridiculous. But, uh, you know, the, the referee on the pitch has to give it. That's why he went to the monitor. <laughs> and as soon as he sent to the monitor, it was like, yeah. <laughs> Sam Sandy was there. That's brilliant. Onana thought he was in WWE flying over the top rope in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, Anthony yeah, and Keane thought he was Pickford just with longer arms. I know. Yeah. The other thing I would say, though, is, and it's annoying me with, I mean, this general commentary, uh, the state of commentary, is the commentary that I had was like, oh, it's never a second, it's never a red card. Well, it is. But then they were Belisco over Karate, which they would shut up about. Oh, it's not a penalty that you know it, what's he supposed to do is well it's not supposed to be out there if it's because yeah. they had one in the first half again against Keane where it deflected up and it hit his arm hit his hand and his hands by his side and you and me kev both went no no never never you literally had to cut his arm off you know yeah that where he was there you can't stick your arm out like that um that's the best pen most most took in about a year what do you reckon kev yeah smashing um Pickford didn't know whether to stick or twist because I think everyone was trying to get a look at that water bottle at the end. At the end of the day, Salah was just sat in his sat in his lonesome. He didn't nobody went near him. He's put the ball down. His mind was already made up, and it was it was a proper pen. It was an excellent pen. And the guy just keeps at you know breaking records. He's he's equaling records. He's breaking them. He's he's overtook. <laughs> he's now overtook because because he got second. He's now overtook Kenny and. Gerard, I believe. And Gerard, yeah. Five. So it's just only Matt. That's yeah. a steamed company. Matt, be honest. If you were for Liverpool, would you be telling the ball boy Nick his water bottle just to see if he'd get away with it or peel the stick no. off? No, no. <laughs> let that let that small bird-brained idiot have all the notes that he wants. Oh, He's yeah. too. Look at what he did. He just stood there. I'm surprised he didn't just sit down like Onana would for Man United. But I'm gonna. I got to give a special mention to Scouser Pete from our Talking Cop Telegram group. When Keane came on at halftime, he said, Michael Keane is going to have a fucking error in this game. And he nailed it. He nailed it. They showed the replay of that when when Pawson got called over. And they, they showed the still image. And you can see his arms out, but it doesn't look bad. And then they showed a second angle that really gives you a gauge of the distance. That he's the second defender and his arm is so far out. Yeah, it was absolutely lovely because it was it was coming. Like, I, at, I, at that point, it was coming. I still don't agree with this, the records to the monitor. Is it's the video assistant referee or technical or TV referee, whatever you want to call it in it, what they call it other sports is the point for them is to re, is to say to his ear, penalty, you've missed it. What it's handball keen, give it. And he just gives it. That's what yeah. it's there. That's what they're there for. This whole T it, this is all for TV and make it look dramatic. Because I think I've seen twice someone goes to Morrison go, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm sticking with the decision. Very, very, very it, rare. It, do you know what it is? And it's simply football trying to hold on to old traditions and afraid to let things go. And the, this notion that they want to keep uh, Premier League football, Champions League football, Europa League football, the same as Sunday League football is an absolute nonsense. It's it, They play by the same rule book, but it's not the same game. No. And at the end of the day, if you want to speed the game up, that's how you speed the game up. None of this nonsense about long about throw-ins and kick, you know, goal kicks. That's that's you know they already have rules for that. Just implement implement the rules of what they have. At the end of the day, it's things like that. That was as blatant 
uh, penalties you're ever going to get. You don't need to run across to have a couple of replays to confirm what you've just been told in your earpiece. But at the same time, I want to hear what he's been told. I think that's that's the objective they need to give is TVT, TVT, the audio. And I think what we did the Women's World Cup, which is you, there's a button that the ref goes, which connects the time and just says penalty number five. And then whether you agree or not, we can all still have the debate, which is what football's all great for. But you know yeah. what's given on the pitch. It also is very, very clear because then you can't say, you can't, as some people think they do, find a rule that fits the fits the crime. If you fits know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Foul. Yeah, I know. Because sometimes they get the right decision, but not the right reason. If you know what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, but listen, it's a brilliant penalty. And then I think it's before the nine minutes of added time, which is just wild. Uh, to give Small Arms his credit, he makes a brilliant save against Harvey Elliott. It's some hit. Yeah, I think Harvey Elliott's, not, Harvey Elliott's not scoring this year. He's just had one of those seasons where he's doing everything but the goal because it's a cracking hit. And I would have summed off a really good cameo. I mean, yeah, it's uh, Harvey Elliott. Again, Harvey Elliott comes on. I mean, Everybody that watches these shows regularly knows that I'm quite a uh, vocal supporter of Harvey Elliott. I think he's going to have a great career for Liverpool. But I'll hold my hand up and say in the games that he started, especially the last game against Brighton, not been the best. But coming off of the bench, he has been such an impactful substitution for us. And like I, I think anybody in the Liverpool fan base, unless you have a real, real personal hatred against Harvey Elliott, can have any issues with him being in that first draft of substitutions. Because somebody said there when he came on, he just upped the pace of the game. I think him being left-footed changes just the angles and things like that to come along. He seems to have a really good relationship with Trenton Moe. All that is very good. So, yeah, it would have been great for him to get that goal. But, I mean, the way the the way the way second goal comes, we were due that as well, too. There was – I mean, between the penalty and the goal on the counter, we had plenty of opportunities in the box where, you know – on another day, a slightly more rash challenge leads to a penalty. We were It seemed like we were always going to get a penalty. And from about, when was the first one? Uh, Ten minutes in, we had our first counterattack from one of their set pieces. And we broke, like, vintage, old 4-3-3, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Liverpool. And we had so many times where Everton brought their big gronks up from the back for a throw-in or a corner. It went right into Allison's hand, and two seconds later, we had a four-on-two or a four-on-three or a five-on-three going the other way, and it was just perfect that the goal came from that. So, yeah, it's disappointing that Harvey couldn't have put that one in. I don't want to give Pickford his credit, but they lost. So, yeah, give Pickford some credit for that save. It was a good save. Great right oh, in the short hands. We're, we're going to talk about short hands now, aren't we, Kev? Because, you know, 97th minute, I believe it is. Everton have a corner, mm-hmm. hit them on the break. Darwin does really well. Darwin's getting really good at this count. I think Diaz and Jota should watch Darwin because he's quite good on the counter of picking the player to score. And then Mo's finish is just like, I, you've got little arms, I'm going to put it just that inch that you can't reach, which is not very far, really. It's just, it's just like watching, it's almost a toddler trying to stretch for you, like, ah, oh, it's just never going to get that, is it? And it's, yeah. That was it there. You're like, nice, relax. Oh, well, there we go. You know, it, nice finish. It's my, it's my, it's my absolute favourite Liverpool type of Liverpool goal. Said it for for years. Um, I love those counter-attack goals. We're so good at it when, when we get it right. Darwin last year takes that shot on himself. Um, his pace on the ball is frightening and his composure to slow himself down 
and Mo's composure to stay on side and the ball into Salah was perfect. You know, that was absolutely brilliant centre forward play. That was outstanding. That was out, that goal was all Darwin Nunes. All Salah had to do was slot it. And you know, lovely finish. All that Darwin deserves so much credit for that goal because like I said, 12 months ago, he's taken that in and he's having a shot on his weak foot, you know, where he doesn't have com- where he didn't have the confidence that I'm going to be the main man, or I, you know, I'm not sure of my place within this this team yet. He's he's turning into he's he's having a brilliant season so far. I think on and off the ball, with and without the ball, uh, his decision making, composure, outstanding. And even when he came on, the runs he was making in between the centre backs to split them, there was a couple of times that the pass was just under hit into him, but. The, he's, he's still making all the right runs. It doesn't work. He'll do it again. It doesn't work. He'll do it again. He'll keep doing it. And eventually it pays off. Like with that counter attack, he was exactly the right person to be on the ball. And love that goal. Love that goal. And we, Matt was right with the start again. We absolutely deserved it because we were so dominant on the ball. You know, and all of the measurable stats that you look at, Barsh efforts on target. Um, we completely dominated that game with v10 and v11 it was just a case of finishing off and that was the cherry and the icing of the cake because look at one nil you're a set piece away you're a bad deflection you're a mistimed pass away from Jack, conceding and Jack Yelka the shot As, that one. exactly yeah. and that can happen there's there's still they still had threats on the pitch that could cause us problems if we messed up if we got one wrong you know, and that's all it takes in games like that. As long as it's one nil, they're still in it. But yeah, it was it was a brilliant way to finish the game off. Give yeah, the press thing is, I don't see them going down at Kev Diego. I just, I think they've got enough. To no, be I don't. Better than about three or four teams in that in that league. Yeah, which it, is also the, quite annoying. The only problem they might have is apparently the hearing for the FFP stuff is yeah is happening this week. This last week, sorry, this <laughs> week that could come and uh, that could haunt them. Plus, I think they're they've issues with the potential new owners as well, not um declaring all of their paperwork that they need to that they need to bang in. Uh, I think that's personally going to be an absolute disaster for that club. But it depends on what happens with the financial fair play stuff as to because on merit, I think they'll stay up. I think they have enough they have enough in that in that squad to stay in the bottom half, you know, no problem. Yeah. But What's worse, the end of the day. What's worse than a pointed option or a transfer bar? Pointed action. Because I don't, point, I, I think that they're good enough to, yeah, I think they're good mm-hmm. enough to finish 16th or 17th, but not by yeah. enough. If if they get docked nine, 10 points, something like that, they'll go down. Like, yeah. I think the three, the three promoted teams that came up are fucking garbage. Like, they're bad. They're really bad. I mean, Bournemouth's up one nothing currently, so that's a big result for them because they also look like they're going to struggle pretty badly this year. Mm-hmm. But I don't like. I think Everton will survive, but like skin of the teeth or you know a second layer of skin of the teeth sort of thing. So a points deduction, and they are they're they're done. Yeah, yeah. No, look, some of the other games that are going on at the minute just keep everyone well, safe. Anyway, that's just you know, Brighton are doing their standard City away performance, which is they normally get yeah. Tonked about they're four two, one. So they're two. They're two nil down. To, they're two nil down to City at the minute. Newcastle are one nil up against Palace. 
Bournemouth but, 1-0 up against Wolves. Dom Solanke goal. Um, well, the other fair, two I, games are 0-0. So. If at the start of the season, we said after, after nine games, you'll be a point behind City. You'll be all right. We've nine. all gone. Fine. Cool. I'll take that. Yeah. Even if you go back to fourth and we're actually, you know, um, a few a few more points on top, you go like, yeah, but as long as we're ahead of as long as you're in and around City, you know you're in and around the title hunt. And so, we still got to play him. We still got to play him. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah, so. no, I'm, we're all right. I'm, we're I'm, playing. We're man of the match. Yeah, hardest but question. I know today. the the obvious See, one is the obvious one is more because of the goals. I thought Virgil was brilliant. Um, mm. I thought we look, he look, we look rock solid. Dominic Calvert Lewin had that chance at the start. Other than that, he never really got a clean head on the ball for the rest of the game. And Virgil was always the outlet to switch play and to move it around. I would have given it to Virgil. I thought he was really, really good today. Yeah. Matt, who would you have given it to? It's quite a tough one, this, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I think I'd give it to McAllister, actually. I, I thought he just did – he did enough. He did exactly what I want him to do when he's playing that sixth position for us. He was tidier on the ball. He's getting better at trusting the players around him. Uh, it's a real tough one. I mean, obviously, you give it to Salah. You know, the TV companies are always going to give it to the guy that scores both the goals. But I, I was really happy with the way he performed because, again, the last time we had this fixture after the international break, he was dreadful. So I was I was very happy with that. But it was it could have been anybody, and it probably should be nobody. Yeah, yeah. I think I would care. I think I might just give it – just edge it to – to VVD, but special shout out to to be fair Harvey Elliott, who I actually thought was the game changing sub. To be fair to him, I thought he was really really good. But probably it's Virgil, who's again looked looked back to his best. I mean, I think you and me Kev were quite impressed where Ibu under hits a pass, and you saw Virgil open his legs and actually yeah you know keep up with Calvert Lewin and put it behind for a corner. See, well we weren't seeing that last year. We were all concerned going doesn't really do that very much now and. He simplified his game, but he's gone back to. Uh, you know, if, I, if I need to put it in the crowd, I'm going to put it in the crowd. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to try and be clever. I'm sometimes... Three or four times he did that, and it was very lovely to see. Not being too cute, just kick it into the thirtieth row, reset. Don't Which do he spread it to Karate and the others with the going like, "Oh, I'm going to put it out." And if I can't put it out, it's going down a what? It's going longer down the line. It's miles away from my goal, and I'll worry about it later. Sometimes just be a bit more, I don't know, a bit humble, you know, sort of going like, oh, do you know, I'll put it for a throw, and I'll worry about throwing. Simple thing, Ron. McAllister's distribution or receiving the ball in spaces was really good. Allison's yeah. ability to take the ball, not under pressure, but attract enough pressure to create space for others in front of him. And he his ability to move the ball past the oncoming player and find someone in the middle of the park, not out wide. The amount of times he gets the ball and finds McAllister, who's coming back into position, he just does it time after time after time. And you'd think sides would read it, but they just don't. He's uh, he's a special, special keeper. He's a special kind of goalkeeper. He, he, we, don't, we don't appreciate how good he is uh, as our goalkeeper because we can't bear the thought of what's going to happen if and when he decides to go, because Gosh. he's that he's that much better than everyone else. That right. you look at other parts of the pitches, like this, there are midfielders out there, there are defenders out there who can defend. 
forwards, you'll always find goal scorers if you look and you pay the money. He is, without doubt, the best keeper in the world. And the, the gap between him and the rest is only getting bigger. You know, um, it's it's what the word player. generational. It's what the word generational yeah. is used for, Kev. He's mm. a generational yeah. keeper. He's the best of his generation. In 20, 30 years, we'll look back on this period of the Premier League and European football, and at the end of it, it'll be Allison wearing the crown as the best keeper from this time of football. He's he's just spectacular, and he's so damn handsome. It's not fair. <laughs> so it's tickled, Kev. Uh... No, but this is just uh, literally just said to me. Uh, I wish you loved that me that much. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell it to be a good goalie for Liverpool, and we'll be sorted. That's right. <laughs> or have small Hungarian feet. Small I love it. Feet. it was nice to get the clean sheet at the end of the day as well. When you think yeah, about yeah. it, you know, it it'll get lost and everything else because they were down to ten men and what have you. But we defended really well and kept a clean sheet in a derby. 2-0. Performances, I think someone said it very early in the chat, performances don't matter a jot in these games. It's all about three points. It's all about the result. And you hope now that this is the part of the season where performances come, performances will come. It's all about the three points. Now. It's all about keeping pace with the sides around you. And if someone makes a mistake, you're there to say, yep, I'll have that spot. And once I have it, I'm not. you're not getting it back. Yeah. So well, this, I mean, this this four game run mounting now, three points now. This four game run now until the next international break, which I can't believe we're going to wait for another fucking mm. international break. This is where you do points. This is the point accumulation points, isn't it? Because they are on yeah. paper games where Liverpool have got no have no excuses. You're playing. We've got Forest, haven't we? Next, we've got Luton and Brentford. Brentford at home. You know, yeah. Brentford at home and Forest at home. We have good records against home and Luton. home against to lose. Yeah. Yeah, and then two games against Toulouse. And if we're lucky, if we beat Toulouse on Thursday and I think the other two draw, I think actually then we mathematically top the group them. So actually, we could actually be sat there or pretty close, or we need a point. You know, yeah, yeah. you can't games. finish top with nine points with three games remaining because another team can get nine points. But, but I think I think we're at that But I think it goes in head-to-heads as well. I and mean, the head-to-heads is yeah. too good. So we could also almost be fully qualified in the, in the European group before the international break, which does take a lot of pressure because my concern is we can't ask Simicast to play all seven games because we wouldn't ask Robinson to play all seven games, to be fair. This is a question I wanted to ask you guys. What did you think of Joe Gomez at left back? Because I thought he did surprisingly well. He made debut there. Yeah, he started his career there, but the other side of it is he wasn't asked to do anything. No. He wasn't asked to do anything in a defensive shape. He he did what he was supposed to do. He was an outlet for that left-hand side. Anyone who's right-footed playing at left-back will always have to chop back onto their right foot. It's just the way it is, and that slows the game up. But at the same time, he's um, he knows the position. He he can come in and do a job there. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I wouldn't be playing him at left-back in Europa League games. I'd be using him at centre-back or right-back and maybe give Gerald Kwanzaa a go there. Or one of the kids, maybe Chambers, a go there. Um, well, I wouldn't because- be... I just think that, yeah, I just think that you can't take the risk now of between Simicas and Joe Gomez that one of those two picks up a knock. So I think if Joe Gomez, if Joe Gomez is on the pitch, Costas shouldn't be anywhere near it. Um, But then who plays? But then who plays right back? 
if you want to, if you well, want to strength and and you've got Gomez on the pitch covering for this is where you have this is where you Curtis might have Jones. To use Endo might be right. well yeah there's that or you've got Endo who can do the odd job who can do a job there you got to think you're hopefully only doing that for the Europa League and that's what I'm talking League about League Cup yeah. three at the back we do three at the back we do we it we can never do three at the back yeah three at the back that's what I'm talking about oh god. Should we just could we just do Diaz left back? Because sure, it's just just for shits and giggles. Because it's quite good fun. And to be fair, he won the penalty for playing left back. So can we do that? Yeah. Well, we're not going to play against Ev every week. Some of our opponents might actually be decent football teams. It's 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 half past three, and you two are on the on the sauce already. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's ten thirty in the morning, Kev. If you can't drink at ten thirty on a Saturday morning, when can you? Good point. Good point. Good point. Right. Are we got, are we all done? Anything else we want to do before we go? No, <laughs> Chris Golding, Matt, you're timed out. <laughs> no, I think that. that's, that's... I think we're, I think we're done. Um, I mean, what are you guys plan for the rest of the day? What what's going on over I'm here? Not your side of the these, these three o'clock games are garbage. That's yeah, one no of the most that. one of the most missable three o'clock time slots that I've seen in a while. But I'm really looking forward to that Arsenal Chelsea game. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be a so I watch that and I'll probably England get battered in the rugby because i think they will yeah because they've got battered yeah. in the cricket so it's cool it's cool it i do you know well. what straight up i haven't watched a single game of that cricket world cup not one no knowing i've saw about over. i think i've saw about six six games all yeah. i know is that I mean, the dutch beat south africa baby and i married into a <laughs> dutch family so we're all dutch cricket fans now and afghanistan <laughs> beat england and that's the best thing in the world nothing better I, than yeah, when england I, loses comfortably comfortably to be mm-hmm. fair yeah, I just game. look at it now. It's I've got the days of me getting up at six a.m. to watch cricket are just done. And I, I mean, I want to watch the I want to watch the Chelsea game. I want to watch the rugby later on, but I want to watch the UFC as well. So that's my Saturday. The, UFC, the UFC's on a reasonable time this time. Yeah, exactly. It's on at a decent time, so I might watch a bit of that as well. No six a.m. finishes, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I will watch a bit of all. Of, well, pretty. I'll catch as much sport as I can today, to be honest. And. Oh, right. Take a chill out day tomorrow. You know, right. I'll be honest. The game tomorrow. Who is playing tomorrow? And that'll tell Villa, you how much I actually Villa, care. Villa West Ham. Um, yeah, so I've got to be probably. Game. I might actually watch the American Formula One. No, I won't even watch that. I'm, do you know what? That's a I'm late one. Watch. That's a late one for you guys. I think it is. On it prime is time yeah, it is. Here. It is a late one. There's just yeah. no. I'll I've pro- got no I'll interest pro- in that either. I'll probably watch the women's game because I think we're away to West Ham. So. Yeah. Packers versus Broncos tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. for you Irish lads in the American throw-catch football. That might not be a bad game. Shouldn't be bad. Basically, a full weekend of sport is what we're doing, isn't it, really? You know it. Pretty much. And then the guys will be back. I'm I'm sure there'll be a show on tomorrow. I actually don't know what show's on Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Uh, But I'm sure there will be one. So, you know, like, subscribe, all the good stuff, and keep an eye out on all our social media stuff. And Kev, you were a social media king today, weren't you? Running the uh, Twitter account, <laughs> yeah, you the goals and all. It's good fun. If you, I did it. I enjoyed it as well. So if you're not following us on on Twitter, it's at Talking Cop. Uh, get following us, and uh, we've got to start putting out a lot more stuff on social media as well. Polls and quizzes and questions, and all that lovely good stuff. Cool. But. Yeah, just looking forward now. Finish. It's, it's always nice to have the weekend. That's the only bonus about the weekend. You have the early kickoff. You get your three points, and you can sit back and watch everyone else hoping that someone's going to 
slip up somewhere and you can rip the piss out of their fans for the rest of the week. Plus also, it's nice for us to actually put pressure on teams in and around us. So, you know, Arsenal now, I mean, they probably knew you had to beat Chelsea. There's more mm. pressure on them. And Spurs have got to wait till Monday. I mean, I think they've got Fulham, so you'd expect them to win. But, yeah. you know, at least puts, just puts the pressure back on teams to react, which is quite nice. Uh, right, but on that happy note, it finished Liverpool 2, the Ev nil, which is always lovely. And on that happy note, we'll speak to you all very soon. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.